This is Saturday, December 25th. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Not that long ago, I was asked to perform a funeral for a flawed man. That's really every man. But it was especially so with him in that his addictions had gotten the better of him. Now, this happened when he was a younger man, and as a result, there were many casualties. His wife and marriage, his children, his self-respect, his record. How are you going to recover from that? But then something happened to this man. Actually, a few things. First, he discovered that God loved him, and he began to live a story of redemption in living color. Of course, not everyone could get over his past, but Jesus loved him and loved him to life. I use these two parables for the first time ever in a funeral service. You'll find them in Matthew 13, 44-46. Jesus is speaking. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy... He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Not likely you've heard these before, but Jesus' purpose in telling these two stories, these parables, is to peel back our misconceptions about who God is and the nature of his love. Christmas ha, is no, no better day than that to do this. I think Jesus' stories have the power to do that because they catch us with our defenses down and they sneak in a truth that we might otherwise not allow past our defenses. The core truth of both of these stories is that God is the one that goes in search of the treasure, the fine pearl. God is the one who sells everything he has to gain the field with the treasure in it. And you say, well, how do you know that? I've never heard the parable like this. That word hidden means something that would be impossible for us to actually find, but that God can. You see, the good news is that God did. Jesus tells these stories to teach us about the searching love of God. It's not we who are searching. The truth is God loves us and pursues us and he's willing to give up anything to have us. Here's what this means. If God is the merchant searching, you must be the treasure. You are the pearl of great price. That is how he values you. This is how Jesus views each one of us. We are valued beyond our understanding. God has such love for us that he sold the farm to buy us. He gave his one and only son for you and for me. Now we doubt ourselves and we fail to see the treasure that we are in God's eyes. One of God's goals in salvation is to return us to ourselves. And he accomplishes this through his steadfast love. Now let me tell you that funeral service was a beautiful celebration of grace a life ransom from a troubled past and so many broken relationships. Other men stood up to talk about this man's character and faith because grace, it's a powerful healing agent. This love brings redemption and restoration. 
That was amazing. Not everyone there was ready to forgive. But the truth is that God had already forgiven. The debt was settled. The man inherited eternal life because God said so. Wow! God's promise of love is such a powerful thing when we receive it. It has the power to make what is old new, to restore what is broken, to bring life from death. It accomplishes the impossible. I think this is why we have difficulty believing it's true, because it's not from this world. Listen to the words of 1 John chapter 3, 1-3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Notice how those verses end. We don't come to live a new life to gain anything from God. We've already received everything from God. We do so because through the power of God, we now hope in Christ. And what happens is that Christ becomes our life. We begin to live in him in all things. This is Jesus, the God that comes to us that we might find life in him and rest in his grace. That's this unconditional love. Before we leave that little parable, those two little parables, I want to review this little part. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys that field. Yes, what God does in Christ, it's not a mercenary affair. It's not just a settling accounts like a bookkeeper. It is a joyful response of the God who loves you and Jesus who came for you. Yes, this God rejoices over you with singing. He delights in you. And he has loved you with an everlasting love. So Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoy this this day. Glorious God, your love is the greatest thing in the world. Thank you for treasuring us. We don't understand it, Lord. But enable us to walk in the light of your grace and enjoy all that you've provided to us in Christ. We rejoice this day and welcome afresh your Son into our lives. In his name we pray. Amen.